This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Pastor, is it possible to interpret the Bible uh, based on one's own cultural situatedness? And what I mean by that is that um, can one use, you know, their personal circumstances to advance a sort of proper reading of Scripture? So, for instance, there are a lot of uh, works being published these days, you know, reading the Bible as an African-American, or um, I, I noticed one, uh, the Asian commentary on Scripture, all um, Asian authors um, that can write in, in, in English, at least. And, uh, and I wonder your perspective on that. Is it ever, is that, does that help our understanding of Scripture, or is it possible to have a variety of interpretations along yeah. those lines based on cultural situations? It doesn't help. If anything, what would help is to recognize that that can get in the way of a proper reading of Scripture. So it's not like my, my personal vantage point is going to help me get at the truth. If anything, my personal vantage point would get in the way of me getting to the truth. So you know, this is a big, a big conversation in the realm of hermeneutics, as you know. The, the idea, really an objection, you know, is it possible for us to put away our pre-commitments? Is it even mm-hmm. possible for us to get get rid of our biases and and our the way we've been raised and the culture we've grown up in, is it even possible to eliminate that and get to what the scriptures would mean if I didn't exist? And there are many people who believe that's not even possible. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and some would say, I don't, I don't even think that's that's what we're meant to do. Like th- they would see the scriptures as sort of the, the kind of living book that the truth is found not so much in the words, mm-hmm. but in the effect of the words. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some would even encourage that the meaning for a particular culture is found in that culture as they read the Bible together. Mm-hmm. So a particular church reading the Bible together, another church may have a, a, a different message they get out of that passage, but this is what God means for us to hear because we're here right now and, and he's communicating to us, what do you think it means? What do you think it means? What do you think it means? So collectively, we're going to hear what God is saying to us in this moment, in this place, by virtue of our interaction with the scriptures. And all of that flies in the face of what the Bible actually is, which is a God-breathed book down to the very words that are chosen, the arrangement of those words. So meaning is not found in the hearer. Meaning is not found in the reader. Meaning is found in the text. And that text has has a context. So it's right that we think about the world in which the Bible was originally written. It's right that we think about the author's context when he wrote it and what he means to communicate as he writes it. So our view of inspiration is it's God's book, God's words, but he has chosen, he chose to work through human authors in such a way that those men were really active in the process. We don't believe in some sort of dictation theory mm-hmm. where these men were just, you know, mindlessly writing down words. No, they were thinking, they were feeling that their their own thoughts and feelings are reflected in the scriptures. But God oversaw that process in such a way that what they recorded were his very words, what he intended from before all time. And so there, there's a human author and there's a divine author and God is at work in such a way that if we said, did Paul write the book of Romans or did the Holy Spirit write the book of Romans? The answer is yes. Paul wrote the book of Romans and every word that he wrote was breathed out by the Spirit of God, that those are God's very words. Well, when you believe that, now my task 
is to get myself out of the way. So, and this bothers me a little bit about, about these conversations in this realm. Why is it that we can't believe that that can be a pre-commitment? Like, I can recognize that, yes, you know, I'm only 60 years old mm-hmm. and, and uh, was born and raised my, my entire life in, in Texas. I'm not so foolish as to think that living in the United States, in the state of Texas, hasn't had some effect on the way I see life. But now I can have a pre-commitment that I, I don't want that to be the determining factor as I read God's holy word. My, my theological understandings and commitments regarding Scripture now motivate me to get myself out of the way. So as I've heard John MacArthur say, and I agree with this, you know, I've got to go back into the world of Scripture before I can bring its truth into the year 2023 in the state of Texas. I've got to go back and hear the truth in its original context and then understand how it applies. It's not so much about meaning as it's about application now, how it applies to the world I'm living in. But I can't do this very well. How do I apply this? What does it mean to me, so to speak? How do I apply this? I can't do that well until I know what it would mean if I had never lived, what it has always meant, what it will always mean. So single meaning, multiple applications, and to get the meaning right and the applications right, I've got to have a pre-commitment that I don't want to be the determining factor. I want to get myself out of the way as much as I possibly can to hear what Scripture says. One other aspect of this, and then I want to hear from you on this, but one other aspect of this is the analogy of faith. Mm-hmm. So when, you, when we believe what we do about the Scriptures, then we understand Scripture will never be in conflict with Scripture, ever. There are apparent contradictions, but those things have answers. And so when you meet with a passage of Scripture, what is the influence of the rest of Scripture on how you hear that passage? I think what happens sometimes in this realm is the analogy of faith, which is, which is that. You're comparing Scripture with Scripture to get to the meaning of a passage. I, I think that, that kicks in too early sometimes. So what we end up doing then is reading other passages on top of, of the one we're studying. And I think the right process is to first deal with the passage you're in, in its immediate context, the larger context within the argument of a book or something like that. You, you, you deal with that passage first. Then when you believe you've arrived at the meaning of that passage, you got to zoom out and say, now how does this accord with the rest of Scripture? Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes people kick into the analogy of faith too early in their study of Scripture. Mm. But to answer your question uh, simply, is it helpful mm. uh, for me to bring the color of my skin, which is silly in my view, or even my national identity or, or whatever it is, does that help me better understand Scripture? My answer to that would be no. Mm. Mm. If anything, it gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And so a pre-commitment to let Scripture say what it says. So if there's a group in the church that are you know, getting together every Saturday morning and they're reading Ephesians together, mm. and they're kind of going around the group, there's three or four of them, and they're saying, well, what this means to me is such and such. And so let's just say it's fairly diverse. Houston's very diverse. And so you might right. be very easy to see this happening even in our, in our church. What this means to me is this. And another person says, what this means to me is this. Or say... I'm a I'm a white man who grew up in in uh, rural Ohio, and this and so I understand this this way because of my 
you know, my upbringing and, and um, or somebody else might bring something. I grew up in a city or I grew up internationally. And so I understand the Exodus story this way yeah. instead of how oh, you're understanding it. That concerns you, you're saying, that r- rather than... Rather than saying, listen, there's a single meaning to this text and, and we might apply it in various ways based on our cultural situatedness. Is, is that what you're saying? I'm saying, I'm, no, I don't think I'm saying that. Maybe I am. Kind of lost you there for a second. Sorry. I, what I'm saying is what it means to you or to me doesn't really matter. What does it mean? And, and if you ask, how do I get to that meaning? So if Richard had never lived, it has a meaning. If you take me off the planet tomorrow, Mm -hmm. the Bible has a meaning. And if we ask, how do I get to that meaning? We believe in a literal principle of interpretation, or you could say a grammatical, historical principle of interpretation. We're not saying that everything in the Bible, that there's nothing such as allegory or parable, uh, that there's not a different difference between prophetic literature apocalyptic, sometimes people refer to it that way, versus narrative, versus epistolary. We understand there are different genres in Scripture. That that plays into our understanding of it. But what we do believe is that you find the meaning of Scripture in the words themselves. So you have, you have you know, the lexical element. There, there's a certain range of definition of words in that time period, and we've got to discover that. There are scholars who've done a lot of work in that realm you know, what are, the, what are the range of meanings for that word in that particular time period? You've got to, you've got to go there. Then you've got to see how those words are arranged with each other. Sentences, you know, sentences have meaning in paragraphs. Words have meaning in sentences. Sentences have meaning in paragraphs. Even phrases you, you have to consider. So that's how we get to meaning. So if someone says, well, this is what it means to me, I, I might know what they mean by that. Like, this is how I'm reading it. That's fair. But I'm going to ask now, how do you arrive at that meaning? Why do you think it means what you say it means? Mm-hmm. And what we're really all to be striving for in our Saturday morning Bible study is what is the meaning of that text that is objective to myself? Mm-hmm. Not some meaning found subjectively you know, in my heart or in my feelings or in my opinions, but it has an objective meaning. What is that? Mm-hmm. And now let's strive together to discover that meaning. So when you say it doesn't really matter, um, when they say what this means to me, you just mean like your personal circumstances and maybe how you are arrived on the at this place in life doesn't really matter as it as it pertains to the meaning of this passage. Right. But how this passage is is being applied to your life, that there can be you know several ways in which that that could be happening. That's true. Versus you versus me. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you know you, you read a passage, for example, on on singleness, and you're single, you, you've got an a, a clear application of that passage to your life right in that moment. If I'm reading that passage and I'm married, does it now have no meaning to me because I'm not single? Of course not. It has meaning. Now how am I applying that? Well, that that's probably going to have to do with friendships mm-hmm. or just my own thought processes about single people and, and the the unique struggles and joys that they have, that's going to figure into my mind there. Counsel that I end up children. giving to people. Yeah, yeah. children. Mm-hmm. So, 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 yeah, there can be a variety of application based upon circumstances. Mm-hmm. But that application is only going to be as helpful, useful, accurate as my understanding of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. always begins with, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Before we ask, what does it mean to me? 
Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported, so if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.